free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. Recorded. Okay, we're back. Uh, the call. We're back on VNM Broadcasting. Uh, we're going to have. Uh, oh, here we are. We have uh, a full crew on. We have Boot Girl back. Now, Boot Girl, if it's getting later, you're getting tired. Let me know because you mentioned something about wanting to drop off. So we don't want to keep you here if you want to go. And that, that's a. That's oh, no, no. I was just wondering okay. if you were going to call me back. I want to listen to you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, well, good. Uh, either way, um, and the same same for you, Theseus and James and and Lee. Um, and uh, so uh, when uh, uh, I want to repeat to the listeners out there that. If you want to be on the show, uh, uh, right now we've got a limitation of five people, but if you want to be on the show, first send me a chat message, and, and the Skype ID is uh, Jeff Beck Midwest tonight. It's just for tonight, we're using that, we're using that Skype ID. And so uh, send me a chat message first. Do not call me first. I will ignore your call, and I will not answer your call. And, and we're only taking Skype calls tonight, and, 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 and that's it. And so um, I know there's a lot of people, I think, that would want to be on the show tonight uh, booked up. Uh, Bud, when you get uh, – he may – Bud may have went to sleep. I don't know. He's on the East Coast. <laughs> so, uh, well, of course, you're in Britain, too, so I know it's pretty late there, too. So anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty early, Jeff. You're pretty early, yeah, depending <laughs> where you are. You know, it was a real mind-blower, uh, that last uh, Free Talk Live we had uh, – uh, uh, we had U.S., U.K., and United States, and uh, uh, let me see, it was uh, early morning in the U.K., it was late at night in the United States, and it was uh, midday in Australia. I, I can't get my head around all the time zones, I really can't. I, I will, uh, here's a quick example, this is, this is, this is how I, I see it, it's like 5 to 4 a.m. in the morning in Great Britain right now, so therefore, if it's, if it's, if it's, 3.55 a.m. in Great Britain, it means it's in the morning in Australia, and it, it means it's more or less in the evening, uh, sorry, uh, in the late evening in the, in the United States. Yeah, so if you're uh, from California. If you're in California, it's evening, uh, you guys are coming towards the later part of the night, correct? Now, we have also uh, Theseus, uh, that's right, uh, uh have you have you spoken with Theseus, James? Yes, I have a, a, on a, a future program, a past program. Sorry. Hello. Why don't you give everybody a shout out, right? Theseus? Hello. Is everybody hearing me? All right. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Hey, what's up? Well, you know, yeah, I was um, just uh, I was really excited to uh, hear uh, 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 Hawthorne uh-huh. on tonight. That was pretty cool. Well, you know, uh, you're in Georgia too, aren't you, Theseus? Uh, no, I'm in Florida. Oh, I thought. Wait, you're from you're from Georgia, though, right? No, that'd be uh, the Carolinas. Oh, okay. Well, Boo Girl's from there. She's down south, and and oh, I don't, cool. I don't, I don't know whether to, uh, uh, I don't know whether to consider Florida part of the South or not. But no, 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 no. That's we're, probably we're, a discussion. We're not in Dixie. Maybe James won't won't get. But uh, no, it's it's uh, I before I lived down here, I thought that it was uh, it was more of a question, but it's not really a question. This is not the South. What is it you want to talk about tonight, uh, Theseus? Oh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's I don't know. Let's get started. Let's go. I know we uh, we start to get a little wild around here. It's about I guess 10 p.m. Central. So. Uh, well, I'm thinking about yeah. um, <laughs> how do people think? I mean, uh, in the overall scheme.
scheme, Jeff has pointed out in a previous program that in the United States that there's no way that we can uh, theoretically change uh, the government through elections in America. Uh, in Britain, there's a slight chance we have a, a small window, 2015 to 2020, that's all the same in Europe, we have a slight chance there. But after that, then what? Is it race war? Well, mm. you know, that's what Todd Todd brought that up, too. And I, I think that may have been just before you got in. And, you know, Todd was, Todd was pretty explicit in saying it was racial cleansing that would solve our problems. But, you see, how do we get, you know, I, I, I don't think anyone on this program uh, is going to, is going to turn squeamish when we start talking about uh, attacking our opponents as they are attacking us now, uh, you know, day and night. Well, we heard about the the awful things that have been done, uh, the attacks upon Boot Girl, uh, and they're attacking us now. And so we need to we need to attack uh, ourselves. Uh, and we need to attack them. But yep. how do how do we get from in the United States? How do how do we how do we get a population? Uh, capable of being moved in that direction. I mean, the population we have now is uh, is not, you know, they're almost like under the the um, the effect of narcotics. And uh, I, I don't know how we move from there to here. You know, this is something I wanted to bring up a little bit, and I brought it up at the, at the beginning of this broadcast. And I was reading uh, after talking with Jimbo last week. I was I was reading the uh, the creator books, the creativity books. And particularly the white man's Bible, and um, I really recommend this. So this it's they're really quick to read uh, these uh, sections in the white man Bible, and I, I think that's really this create the creativity uh, ideology or, or religious uh, foundations. I think they could be a really good foundation for for this public of ours. Uh, the book the book that I've read, Nature's Eternal Religion, in the white man's Bible. I yeah. Mean, uh, I would urge uh, everyone to read those two books. I mean, don't be put off because of you know um, it's called a religion. It's not. It's, it's not, not like a religion. That. It's not religion in, in the true sense of the word of religion. But those two books, I really, really enjoyed reading, especially the White Man's Bible. The White Man's Bible, I could not put down. Yeah, he he. he and what's interesting about this? Th- what's interesting about this White Man's Bible is it's it's um, and uh, you can find this online too. Is it, it's really holistic. This guy talks about eating well. This guy talks about uh, uh, you know all kinds of things about the way, the way to live life in a, in a healthy way. And of course, you know, he talks about very very directly about our, our racial enemies and the damage they're doing to us and and how to think about these people. And uh, and you know, one of the chapters he he talked about in there, and this may seem a little odd, but he was talking about sugar. And uh, and how and how damaging the overconsumption of sugar is to our race. Yeah. And uh, and you know he he he's right. And because I I had to get off the sugar because uh, I was getting too much of it. And you know mainly how I got off it was to eat you know more meat. Uh, but um, uh, you know that, that that can be kind of problematical if you're not careful. But um, you know I I, I think I think this. What is being espoused in creativity, I think, is a, I think is, uh, I think is very interesting. Have, uh, Theseus, have you ever looked at this this creativity movement? Uh, no, I haven't looked into it in particular, but it sounds 
Uh, it sounds interesting. I, I've, I know a little bit about it, and I know a little bit about the legal context. Uh, that we're sort of swimming in right now with that movement. And not, yeah, well, that, that's, that all really, that's all really a sideshow in a way. Absolutely, absolutely. And to, uh, and to get with, to what you were saying, this really does ties into how the segment started when you're asking um, what, our, what the solutions are, what kind of solution are we uh, going to be able to offer. And it's going to be just that. I mean, or, or how is this going to play out in the United States? Um, is it too late for a political solution? Uh, it, and th you know, that really all depends. Uh, I'm of several different minds about that. My first impression would be that they won't let it change. That's part of the problem. Um, but tied up into that is the fact that we need we need a new culture. We need or we need we need our old culture back, or we need to go forward. But we need we need a way to answer uh, the questions that. Uh, these times are presenting us, and that's what white nationalist uh, thinkers need to be looking at. And part of that is a way to deal with the media. Um, you know, right now, if we if we raised, uh, you know, we could be like Hezbollah doing basically Meals on Wheels, which is what that uh, you know they're 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 a lot more of a Meals on Wheels organization than they are a terrorist group. Uh, and just like Hezbollah, we would be a quote unquote terrorist group. Uh, and they would murder us and our children, and in the news the next morning it would be that uh, the, the terrorist group was uh, destroyed. So that would be for naught. So we need an answer to the media, um, and that's you know that's a tough one. <laughs> you know, I but uh, it's going to be a, it's a, any culture is uh, uh, cultures and religions and things like that. What they are are ways that humans and cultures use to answer questions that the universe or life or the world or the current situation presents them. You know, I don't think in terms... I, I, I agree with you. This has got to be... Something unconventional is, is, has got to happen in, in America. Uh, you know, we don't have the avenue that, that some places in Europe have. I, I'm, I don't know. Sometimes I'm increasingly skeptical about Great Britain, but we don't, we don't have the, the, the avenues that, you know, Europe and Australia have. But... We got to think in terms of, of overthrowing the culture, and uh, unless we're lucky and have a have some sort of financial crisis that coincides with some sort of uh, racial incident, uh, then then we'll get lucky. But we well, could kind of a yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm saying it's just kind of a blurry picture because um, there there's a. There are both pros and cons. I mean, one one depressing thing is that here in the United States, we have the winner-take-all system. So we're only going to get a system Democrat or a system Republican. And if uh, you know, if you pay attention and/or listen, to Alex Linder, you know that uh, there is no difference between these two parties. White nationalists know this, um, and there's been many eloquent ways of putting that. But uh, it's 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 true on its face there is no difference between the parties they don't uh but but over in europe they have proportional representation so you can have something like that that happened over in germany just in the past few weeks uh you can get seven percent of the vote and by god you you're going to have uh seats in the uh what is bundesrag now or you, the landers you james you mentioned something and you know i i think it bears repeating in the hawthorne report number six and you know uh, we are referred to uh, as the far right, but you know we're not the far right. We're not the far left. We're nationalists. Yeah, I hate that. Term. And uh, and 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 you know, and I, I listened to a, a a speech of Pierce's 
uh, he gave in 1976. And he was saying the same thing. Hey, look, you know, in many cases we're, we're, we're in agreement with the right. Um, some cases we're not. In some cases we're in agreement with the left. And uh, and and uh, the point is, is that this whole paradigm of right left, it, it doesn't it doesn't match up right with us because we're going to do that's what's right. best for the white race. Exactly. Well, we're the true third way. way. That's why yeah. national socialism had to be strangled in its crave or cradle, or so they so they had hoped it it would be. Uh, that's why they were trying to uh, so hard to do so because it is a true third way that doesn't play into this. Hegelian dialectic of uh, communism and capitalism, which is really just ways of bringing resources into the hands of, uh, as it's turned out, Jews, uh, and just the worst kind of human beings, whether they be Jews or not. Uh, you know, I defy someone to tell me that I'm to the right of, you know, just just going on the last election between W. Bush and Kerry. Yeah, I defy someone to tell me that. Uh, uh, you know, Kerry wanted to send more troops. So, am I yeah. to the right or left of Kerry on the war? And our white nationalists, we're not for the war. We're not for uh, dying for Israel, sending our kids over to die for Israel. We're not for uh, wrecking the environment, trashing the environment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, go to Nazi.org. I mean, they're greens. <laughs> well, you know, hey, this is what I wanted to ask ask Boot I'd Girl. Find someone to tell me that we're the extreme right. We're we're a complete. In, in fact, in fact, National Socialism in the thirties was the first. Um, government to uh, ban vivisection of animals. It was one of the first governments to um, put green issues on the table. Right, and as that Will, was in the thirties. Yeah. Well, you know, Burke was telling us a couple of weeks ago that they were the Nazis were handing out uh, pamphlets for breast cancer in the thirties. Sorry, yep. Boo Girl, I, I wanted to ask you something because in in our first hour, you mentioned National Socialism or uh, several times. And and does this the, does the ideas of national socialism they appeal to you don't they? Yeah, they do. And 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 what what appeals to you about uh, what do you what what's national socialism mean to you? Um. Well, I feel I I admire Adolf Hitler and I think that he's just such a genius and uh, he had a lot of honor uh, and in his race of people and. I don't know, I just, National Socialism to me is just that, uh, I don't know, um, it's, it's just something that, I don't know how to explain it really, I just, when I read, you know, what uh, Adolf Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, uh-huh. it just inspired me, it inspired me to get off my ass and do something, I want to do something <laughs> to work yeah. towards, you know, fighting for a our race instead of just sitting by and just so this the the collective nature uh not not in the evil way of communism but the collective nature of white people uh working together for their own interests that that's very appealing to you then i i I think that's maybe what you're getting at yeah exactly what's the basis upon which people uh Either divide or you know divide each other up or squish people together. You know, I mean, Marxism is uh, was for the first time Marxism was used to eschew race and so, say that you know it was it's economic it's socioeconomic classes that's what matters. You know, a, a factor a farmer in China has a lot more in common with a farmer in Idaho than you know an American in one class that lives in the city or the country. I mean, but that's bullshit. We believe that it's that it's race, it's nation, it's uh, 
you know, and that's what nationalism is. It's and that's why we're anti. Uh, there's there's a huge uh, element of anti-globalization, at least the way it's going right now, because that's it's the uh, uh, anti-nation state. Uh, you know, this thing just, and it's not just bad for our culture, it's bad for all cultures. And that's a strong point that we have, is that most people aren't really hip to globalization yet. And they're not, and the more people are going to know about it, the more, the more they're not going to like it. The more people are going to side with us that it's more about nations, even if they're not implicitly racist, or even if they're not, you know, explicitly racist. Yeah, one way to understand National Socialism, and there's a lot of ways to describe it, and then, and, you know, and look at different things that Hitler said. And of course, if you read Hitler's Mein Kampf or, or anything, or hear his speeches, or you know, read what he wrote or said in his speeches, you'll you'll be <laughs> persuaded to uh, to defend your race, which is you know the critical thing here. But another way to look yeah, well, at it was a government that was a fan of its people. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, they put their citizens first, right? Deutschland über alles. That's what that meant. That meant Germany first. That that means That's like America first, not Israel first. Yeah, people like to say, but, well, that was an imperialistic statement, but it was really, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, Prussians, or was Germans before were Prussians, were Germans before were Bavarians, were Germans before. That's right, that's right. It's putting your own people first before uh, you put, uh, you know, an alien race like the Jews first, or Israel. But my, my main point is, one way to understand National Socialism is it is the best way to rationally, scientifically, and logically organize your society. Okay. Yeah, I was that in one in one Yeah, in one sentence that's what it means. And if people understand national socialism, then they'll go along with it. And everybody will be national socialists because they say, yeah, that's the right thing to do. And like like you guys were bringing up earlier, it has nothing to do with left or right, extreme right. It has nothing to do with that at all. It, it just has to work with that. No, that's it has to do with understanding point. reality and, and and then, you know, organizing yourself around reality. That's that's all it has to do with. You know, national a real socialism. Uh, national socialism is, um, is, is, is and I, it really, to use an English colloquial here, it really burns my chops when I see our people posting on forums and and whatever they uh, post this stuff, and, and they say, yeah, we're right wing, or and we're this, we're that. No, we're not right wing. Uh, we're White nationalism is, for want of a better word, it's a 21st century version of National Socialism. Okay, because National Socialism has been so deemed by the Jews, so a new phrase is being coined, White Nationalism. It's still National Socialism in all but, you know, names. Yeah. But the main thing is, National Socialism and White Nationalism means this, neither left nor right we are a new order. We believe in a new beginning for our people. It's simple as that. Yeah, like James said, don't go around calling yourself really uh, right or left to people who aren't going to be able to appreciate the nuances of what you're actually saying because, A, you're just going to confuse them, and B, ultimately, if you're saying if you're a national socialist and you're going around saying that you're right or left to the uninitiated, to, who don't know, to those who don't know who you're talking about, you're just going to confuse them, and uh, you're ultimately letting some you're letting you're letting other people label you. Yeah, yeah. And it's Jeff, not even useful. It's not distinctive. It's not true. And you know what, Jeff? Uh, along along the same lines, I recently saw something on something like CNN or whatever, where these people were saying that the Democrats are paralyzed by the war on terror. They don't know what position to take. Well, you know, national socialists flip flop. No. 
Yeah, national socialism. No, they <laughs> yeah, flip, flop, or whatever. But you know why that is? You know why the Democrats are paralyzed? And I know this because I've met a lot of these commies and, and, and other people. I mean, I mean, ardent communists. They, they've actually said, uh, hey, you, you, you guys are probably right on what you're saying, is that because if they go against the war on terror, they're going against Jews. Yeah. And they get paralyzed in fear because they're afraid to be anti-Semites. Yeah. Right? Whatever the fuck that means, which, of course, it doesn't mean the right thing. Because I have nothing against Palestinians, like James always says. You know, and Palestinians are Semites, right? Yeah, the true, yeah, the true Semites. Right. And so they're, they're afraid. The Democrats are afraid. The ones of the, them are, that are against the war in Iraq just because they're liberals and they're against war, they all of a sudden are against Israel, you know, because they realize, well, the war is because of all these fucking kikes in our government. Yeah. You know, and so they're paralyzed. They're scared to speak out against Israel or Jews because they'd be labeled anti-Semitic. Well, look, if we're going to take a foray into into politics here uh, in the United States, and let me just say this. If you look at the votes for the war, and, the, and by the way, it wasn't really a vote for the war. It was just a vote to, to, to allow Bush to do whatever he wants to do uh, with, without any limits. And there were, there were several of these votes. And this is, this is also controverts the Constitution itself, but that's, that's beside the point. Uh, the Democrats all vote for this stuff. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at what, what yeah, happened as, in as Rome, a, the as Senate was paralyzed, and that's what that's what we're happen, happening now. I mean, the Democrats don't want to come out overtly against the war; or they'll be anti-Semites, so they're willing to vote Bush as many powers. That's exactly uh, to right. Prosecute the war uh, as long as they don't have to say anything about it. So we have the Senate uh, neutering itself. That's right. Just like you had in Rome. That's right. Self-censoring, you know, neutering, fucking wimps. And yeah, while all powers, this is I mean, while all this is going on, this government and, and and I hate to bring it back to this, this government is handing out visas to children of foreign countries, young women of foreign countries, to come over here and get basically a free education, uh, while you know while uh, you know uh, a young a young lady like Boot Girl would would never have that sort of a thing offered to her. They did this. They do the same thing with the H one Bs. I mean. Even in the the very middle of the uh, the very middle of the uh, tech bust, uh, when a lot of us tech workers uh, were losing a lot of work, I mean they they were accelerating the H-1B visas, which is the the visas for Chinese and Indian and uh, all over the place uh, workers to come from God knows where and to uh, work for pennies on the dollar. And, you know, we were to train them before we were to turn the lights off and leave. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I, at that point, got into politics. I wanted to figure out what the heck was going on. Why people any, that I was paying, why was I paying people to do this? It was absurd on its face. Yeah. If anything, I want Boot Girl to, to get this, and that is that this society that, that the Jews have created for us, one of the things they've got going here is, obviously, if white people are not reproducing at enough rate to fill any techn technology positions, technical positions, engineering positions, scientific positions, that doesn't, you know, uh, and, and also pushing women to go to college and everything, that doesn't mean we need to replace them with non-whites from other countries here. I mean, well, that's the difference. That's what they're those. doing, and we don't want to do that, so yeah. let's have more babies. You know, more well, white I mean, that's, babies. That's what a national socialist government would do. They would say, uh, you know, it's it's ridiculous. Our government looks at this and says, hmm, 
They're not having babies. Well, let's just replace them with Mexicans. That sounds fine to me. Okay, yeah, that's fine with me. Uh, and he, you know, a national socialist government would would say, well, how are we going to kickstart this process? How are we going to, mm. you know, what's wrong here that the smart people aren't having babies anymore, you know? And, 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 they, and like you said, paying attention to nature and uh, and paying attention to nature and say, well, gosh, well, for 2.1 million years, the Homo sapiens have been around roughly all the successful have always had the more the more children, more offspring, and thus they were able to pass on their more successful traits. And now you have the exact uh, reverse of that. We can't sustain that. A national socialist government would be able to pay attention to these things like that. It would be it would be able to it would be able to address these things. These governments that we have today, non-nationalist governments, Marxist governments, are not in the least bit wired to be able to handle. Uh, what's going on in the world right now? A globalization. They're just not equipped for it. Something's going to come along to replace the kind of order that's happening right now by virtue of, I mean, it's not exactly my opinion. It's it's got to. What we have right now won't handle what's going on. Oh, what we have, what, what we have right now is is a house of cards. But you well, know yeah. what comes but next? NGOs are replacing governments, and governments are panicking, and uh, yeah. it's a big deal in international politics now. You know that that that's what that German was saying to me. I I have several private conversations, and he says, you know, you folks in America, you you you've got the you've got the brass ring. If you'll just grab it, you know, you've got you've got popular outrage about the immigration issue. You know, you you've, you've got you know the selling out of your manufacturing base. You've got all these these things are just crying out for a for a for a national socialist. Uh, uh, I'll use the term national socialist. National socialist. Uh, speaker and a movement to come and exploit. He didn't say national socialist because I think that that may be against the law for him to even use that word where he's from. But Jeez. you know, you you all are, are you all have the brass ring right there in front of you. But gosh, we just we we just can't seem to put it to put it together. Hey, I got, I got two. We're, we're not going to. I got Sorry. two. I got two comments here from uh, from Chatsters. Uh, uh, first comment. Uh, I'll, 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 there's two comments from Mark, and there's one from Cowboy Zeke, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the first one from Mark. This is for the panel here. Quote: Under the current political system, can social and racial integrity exist, and could this happen without a civil war? I don't. No, quite that's an easy one. <laughs> okay. So, what's your answer there? Well, we're Marxists. Uh, you have to understand there, there are basically two ways. Uh, that governments, uh, it, this is an easy one because governments have, or the popular opinion has only divided up uh, camps of people in uh, uh, in really two main ways over the course of our entire political history. And one is on a familial, tribal, racial basis. That's one. The other way is Marxism. It's by socioeconomics. It's structural. Uh, socialism. It's uh, you know people who work in the same conditions, who have the same social economic uh, factors at work. That they're the ones who should unite. So poor farmers in the South and poor black people have way more in common than uh, you know a white rich guy and a white farmer. Uh, but racialists look at that and say, well, you can't see that under a microscope. That's not authentic. That's software. That's what people learn. It, it, and it really, I, I think I think that's mainly where all of us are coming from, is that it's not actually authentic. You can look under a microscope and see, you can look at someone's DNA and tell what race they are. Uh, you know, you can look at someone's brain uh, slides and tell what race they are by looking, measuring the relative thicknesses. And that that's authentic. That's something that stays no matter what the actual software is. 
Uh, and, but no, I mean, our, our governments are, are Marxist. All of them are. It's, it's the triumph of Marxism. It's, we work on the basis of, of, of economic condition and, uh, and control over uh, production. That's, we, that's the basis upon which we uh, squish people together or pull them apart and, and define us and them. We do it on a socioeconomic basis, which is why our elites are getting together with elites in, you know, uh, Vietnam and China and, and, and God knows everywhere else. I mean, because they take that cue. They believe that. They believe that they have more in common. And they, what they do have in common is shitting on us right now. Yeah, these but, trade but, yeah, deals. I mean, Bush, Bush, Bush isn't going to put his arm around us and say we're going to protect you from these gooks and you know that are working for pennies on the dollar in Vietnam, putting together this you know cheap plastic dog shit. Um, they're, you know, Bush has got his arm around them, saying how are we going to get screw over these Americans one more uh, election cycle? I mean, you know, um, so, yeah. We need we need we need to become a little bit more politically sophisticated here. And one of the one of the, and this is adding to your comment, uh, Theseus, and uh, uh, and 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 this question that that was asked by Mark. One of the things that brought me up to speed a little bit, and 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 we can learn a lot from what's going on in Europe. Uh, uh, the voice of freedom. Do you know what that is, James? Yes, sir. That's the uh, the party newspaper of the British National Party. Yeah, they have a party newspaper, and uh, and and uh, you know this whole sort of um, we were talking about national socialists not being right or not being left. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I know not everyone listening tonight likes the idea of national socialism, although they maybe call themselves a white nationalist. But this Voice of Freedom newspaper, which is the party organ newspaper uh, out of the BNP in Britain, and uh, I'm not endorsing the BNP necessarily, but uh, they have a they have a page in there, I like think, fir- inside the first page where they have their platform, and their platform is not right or left. Their platform uh, is is uh, well, uh, I, I don't think they would like me to use this term, but their platform is national socialist because they're talking about they're talking about urban renewal. Yep. They're, they're talking about not bulldozing more farmland for construction. They're talking about renovating cities. Uh, they're fans they're, of their people. Yeah. God forbid, God forbid a potential government be, be fans of its people. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the overwhelming reaction I get to uh, Hitler. And, I, I, you know, I've only recently began, look, begun looking into that. You know, I've always been a, what I consider, what I would consider a real white, right winger. I'm, you know, that's why I find myself agreeing with Alex a lot, because I come from intellectual conservatism as well. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a classical Adam Smith type liberal, which means conservative today in the United States. But I hate uh, that term. I hate that term when people who, who are awake using t- uh, names like conservative or intellectual yeah. conservative. We're not. The, one of the most liberating things is I'm not a conservative or mm-hmm. I, I realize I'm because not a conservative now, because We're revolutionaries now. Yeah, you've awoken. Now you're a true nationalist in the, in the true sense of that word. Nationalist slash national socialist, white nationalist, whatever you want to call it. We in uh, Labour call it National Socialism. That's what it is. Okay, it's the 21st century. NS has got a bad, a bad rap by the Jews, so it's being renamed White Nationalism. Okay, it's still the same thing. We, we have a great program, a great program for our people, um, vis-a-vis both from the good part of the right and the good part of the left. And it proved in Germany in the 30s that it does, it works and works quite successful. 
But getting back to the point, way. getting back to the point about um, the low birth rate and how these traitorous politicians, in not only in America but Australia, New Zealand, and in Europe, are using the low white birth rate to move in immigrants, especially Mexicans, into America and blacks from Africa into America, but also in Britain we have the this ins insane asylum program into the European Union, <laughs> which is flooding these, the, uh, and they keep using the, the low birth rate of white people, that white people don't take these jobs, we don't have enough white people, uh, indigenous British people to uh, man these jobs, they move in these asylum seekers uh, from... <coughs> The outer reaches of the world, the subcontinents, I call it the toilet bowl, the toilet bowl of India, because that's what it is. It's a freaking toilet bowl. And also, niggers from Africa are flooding into Britain. And you know what? I saw a report just recently, and there's more niggers flooding into America than came when they were shipped here in the slave trade. Uh. Oh yeah, and that's today. That's right now happening. Right now. Well, the Japanese. Uh, they, I've I've been hearing things lately, and and Jews actually from the United States have been working on all this. Surprise, surprise! But they're trying to bring immigrants into Japan and break up its uh, racial homogeneity. But in the past number, it just go ahead. It just blows me away. Where. It started in the 1960s, that's where it all started, where they gave, um, you know, women were bearing, bearing their bras and, you know, they're going off in, into corporate America, corporate Britain, corporate Europe. But now what you're seeing is these women that have done that are regretting doing that. They're regretting because they missed out on having uh, a normal family. And that's, what the, that's where you can point the finger at the Jews. Jews don't want a normal, homogeneous, white family. They're there to destroy our families. They're there to destroy our, our people. They're there to destroy our nations. And it's people, if people just read about it, then, you know, it's, uh, and, and, and understand what's going on here, we can turn our people against these destroyers of our nations. And hopefully, Say, uh, maybe, maybe in, in my lifetime, maybe we can uh, turn this thing around. Say, uh, uh, let me uh, give out a, a message here. A chat message just came in. This is for uh, Boot Girl, who just dropped. We had some connection. Uh, uh, to, we had some connection problems. Uh, looks, look, yeah. Okay. Oh, she doesn't want to. Okay, I see. Anyway, uh, let me give this uh, message from Cowboy Zeke, and this is to you, Boot Girl. Uh, she just fell off the line. Uh, I think it happened with my Skype connection again. Um, uh, this is from Cowboy Zeke. I wanted to note what a great asset Boot Girl is, as she can bridge the gap of understanding between us and a generation of many of us who cannot understand or relate to because we have a hard time comprehending their experience and how they see the world warped by the pervasive and deranged Jewish media. Previously, the only generation gap of similar difference from their parents was in the 60s and 70s, and... Cowboy Zeke wanted to remind me to thank her for her work uh, from me, and of course we we also thank you also, Boot Girl, and uh, and uh, uh, in in parting tonight, uh, if you um, uh, 
if you need any assistance from VNN, we do have some talented filmmakers uh, uh, part of the, the VNN collective. And so by all means, get in touch with us. And if and, uh, I know that there's uh, FS88 is also uh, on the forum, is also saying that he'll, he'll host some of your stuff too, or has hosted some of your stuff. But VNN also will host some of your videos too if you start making more videos. Okay. We just want, we just want everybody, uh, I, I termed this on a previous program on the Hawthorne Report, uh, we can't do everything all ourselves, but we can be a big jigsaw puzzle to come together and build a big picture, build a big racial uh, consciousness for our people. Yeah, those videos are really the uh, 21st uh, century version of a, of a flyer or that you would hand out in the street, but... It's much more effective. You can, uh, you know, the internet's the great equalizer. You can look just like you can look just as good as the big guys if you're only talented enough. And and that's and, why uh, the thesis. That's think why it has the a lot to do with what you actually want to say. And if you want to say something, to, uh, the stuff that we want to say, people want to hear if you put it right because we are explaining what's going on. And white nationalists were right about. Uh, or the white nationalists of the 60s, 70s, uh, in the post-World War II era, they were, they were right about what would happen, and it's happening. And I, I think that's a big feather in the cap that can be exploited. And the more media, the better. I can't say enough good things about people that make media. We need I agree. millions I agree. more. We need I millions agree. More. And that's why vis-a-vis the, vis-a, yeah, the Internet, that's why the Jews want us off this thing so bad they can taste it because they know we're making inroads when we do these broadcasts, when we post our messages on these forums, hundreds, maybe thousands, we don't know, millions maybe tuning in and downloading and podcasting and sharing and, you know, and It'll the Jews, there. Are, Jews are fearful of this new technology by the white man. Yeah. And so they It'll should be, be out there for a while, you know, that, that message of yours, it's, you know, it's kind of like putting a, a message in a bottle, but something that a lot of people are going to be able to see. It's going to be out there in the wild on the net, and you know these. Uh, well, I mean, Google just bought YouTube, so that's going to be uh, bad news. That's bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad news for us. That's going to be bad. They're going to seek that. People will always well, seek to get away from that. Trust you me see, on that. You see, actually, you just hit the nail on the head there, Theseus. Is that this Thanks. is one problem that we have? Is that we want to build our mass media so that it's equal to the Jews. But the problem is now on the Internet, it's not like the television. It's not in your face. No. It's not in your face hitting you where you're not even looking for it, and there it is. It's got to, the only people that come to us are really the elite, the intelligent, the people that are looking for answers. You know, Those are the people that come to us. But the, the ones we want to hit is we want to hit everyone. And so we have to get to that point where our mass media is at an equal level with the Jews. Otherwise... They'll always win. Of course, I'm being a little pessimistic there, <laughs> but I don't mean to be pessimistic because uh, we've had a lot of success on VNN and Air Manners and other things. Yeah, I hope that. I hope you're not right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, me I too. So. Yeah, but how I mean, do uh, because we? Because it's not going to yeah. happen. We're not going to get the same. We're not going to get. Uh, they're not going to let us. I mean, if we if we had uh, you know 50,000 gigawatt towers like they can blast their loxism from, and you know if we had the the satellite of hate. <laughs> yeah, I believe you two guys, uh, James and Lee, were talking about that on Aryan Matters. Uh, oh, yeah. Back. So the same, we Probably. The satellite, what would they call it? The hate satellite. Yeah. Spread the hate. 
Yeah, well, they're not going to let that happen. We want to spread happen. the hate. No, that's not going to happen. Good but, news what, is. but what could happen is is that somebody who's on our side could buy a major, you know, AM radio station or something outside of a major city. Now, once that happened, that would be, you know, there would be like a domino effect. I mean, that's my theory, of course. The problem is this stuff has never happened, right? There, there's never been anybody who's contested against the Jewish mass media because they've owned it from the beginning. So we've got this right, struggle here. Right, there's never here, been an is, internet before either. But yeah, you're right, right, there's never been internet before. But again, that problem is, I mean, that example is, is not the same uh, you know, analogy because, again, like the television is in your face. The radio is in your face. And um, you know, white nationalists, national socialists cannot do that. They cannot buy a station and be on 24 hours a day you know, to, to be yeah, in people's face to get their attention. It's an important distinction, but it, it also reinforces... Uh, if you are if you are more or less in agreement with what we're saying, and you're on VNN and you're listening right now, and you know you're not an anti or something, uh, you are the new elite. You That's are right. You yourself. You are That's a node on the conspiracy. You're absolutely of, uh, right. Of a, of a just life and a just future. You're absolutely right. It's like you said that one uh, in that None one show, Goyfire, a while back. You said, uh, "I got one that can see." <laughs> right, which is that great line from They well, Live, which is absolutely true. I mean, that is That's the, the case now. Yeah, we are not the brainwashed anymore. We have woken up. We can see reality, and that's what. And it's people that are agreeing with us. You know, VNN, Airy Matters, and everything else. They are. They are the elite. They are definitely the elite. The few we're that the are wearing elite. the sunglasses. Yeah, right, we're the ones that, for whatever reason, can see what's going on. We are. Uh, in a, in a matter of speaking, we are more or less a, a more immune than our compatriots, than our poor Democratic and Republican here in the United States uh, compatriots. Uh, we, for whatever reason, uh, have some type of defense against this parasite. And going forward, we will be the ones that beget uh, offspring, in a matter of speaking, uh, intellectual and, and uh, de facto offspring, that are immune to uh, the Jewish parasite. We're not going to, you know, if it, 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 like uh, you know, Alex says a lot right now, and he's absolutely right. You know, people, Americans, they they hear a word and they see it on TV, and it must be true, and they get so hung up on the terminology. You know, a hater, a hater, a hater. Well, goddamn, maybe maybe something that's genociding me deserves to be hated. Did you ever think of that? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe hat is maybe hate is a natural response to something, huh? How about that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we don't uh, want to suppress hate. Maybe we want to keep hate alive. <laughs> keep you know, hate uh, alive. There was, Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, just but, but actually what we're doing is love because it's it's the Jew who hates. It's the Jew who uh hates any type of diversity. It's the Jew who can't who wants everyone the same color speaking the same language, so to speak. On this uh, that's right. I mean, really, you have to love your own people before you can actually realize that you need to hate the people that are destroying them, right? And that's that's what's that's the big problem with most of our people. They don't love our people. Boot Girl put out this uh, on her on her video blog. She mentioned in there that she was getting all this hate mail. You know, we used to get hate mail at Airy Matters, and I'm sure Alex Alex and everybody else does at BNN. And what they do is they they are saying, you know, we hate you. We hate you people who love white people. That's what we hate because we're just saying we love white people. We want people, to, white people, to survive. We want to take, you know, all the nigger crime and all the spit crime and all the Jews, 
you know, wars and everything off our backs, and they're saying, we hate you because you're white people sticking up for white people. So you've got to love your own white people before you can even realize you've got to hate others, you know, to save ourselves. That's what we've got to do. Yeah, you just have to, you just have to want to protect. Exactly, just like your own family. I mean, that's what we are. And of course, exactly what it is. Of course, with this capitalism bullshit that's going around out there, it isn't like that, right? It's everybody's out for themselves. It's a doggy dog world, just yeah, like to the bottom. And 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 we we have such powerful technology now that that someone could really. And I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Someone can really uh, do a lot for short-term gain, uh, you know, business-wise. You know, you know, what if every person that painted houses uh, tomorrow dumped their paint in the ditch? You know, or, or dumped it in the in the in the drainage. I mean, you know, that would be bad. But you know, on a larger scale, large businesses, large corporations, we got these huge, powerful, non-governmental organizations that have these have have major, uh, you know, have has the ability to have major impacts, and they they have the also they have the ability to buy and muscle their way out of the uh, responsibility of the current system. And we're just not set up right now to deal with that. So it's like everything else. It's reality that's making our point, that's driving our point home. It's reality that's anti-Semitic. It's reality mm-hmm. that's quote unquote hateful. It's we, we are reacting to reality. We are we are uh, slaves to reality. I guess you could put it. Uh, or the or the well, yeah. And everybody's a slave to the false reality. I mean, everybody else. Well, but yeah, us. they built their house on a uh, on on sand, you know, and and that's the end to that is inevitable, and the end to that is all around us. You see it. You, you can't you can't invest in. This it's more like right Plato's now. cave. That's yeah, a good way of putting it. Plato's cave, where he uh, you want to explain that, <laughs> where he or he he believed that uh, we couldn't really get a grasp on reality. We don't we didn't really see reality. We we saw. It's like we were handcuffed down in a cave, and we could only see the reflections on the wall of what was happening outside in, in the real reality. Mm-hmm. But but we're the ones that are explaining what's going on. We're the ones that are able to predict what's going on. You know, people that like in my line of work, people that write political analysis on why we attacked Iraq are clowns because they <laughs> don't mention Israel and they can't yeah. mention Israel. So and look at what happened when Mearsheimer and Walt did mention Israel. They started attacking them, and, and you know the professors. Look at the professors in economics who started what was it, long-term capital, and quickly ran a couple billion into the ground when they tried to deal with money as opposed to theory. So we, like you say, the key word is we can predict what happened. So why aren't we getting the credit when we we talked about the Iraq War and pinpointed exactly who was causing it and what their agenda was? Well, as those but, things as mistakes on that end, as mistakes become more obvious. For instance, uh, your uh, uh, heartfelt warning of people not to go into the military—that you know it's not in your interest. And you know, someone; those lessons take a long time in learning. But you know, it's it's a really good thing that VNN came out with that position when everyone else was saying, "Well, let's go bomb the ragged." Um, uh, VNN was correct in saying that this was a war for Israel. And everyone now knows it. My professors are saying it now. I mean, uh, but it, when it comes down to your life and limb and and your pocketbook and to real things that matter, and when you start becoming a reliable uh, explainer of what's going on, uh, people are the fact that you're a Nazi hater. 
uh, isn't really going to matter that much. People aren't going to give a damn because it, it it's what matters to them personally. And also, this thing is uh, this Ameriqua thing is a house of cards, and anyone who gets violent towards it, uh, it will draw concessions out of it. So that's that's all I'm going to say about that. But that's my analysis as far as that goes. That uh, it basically all comes down to uh, a physical uh, uh, com- compelling. Uh, physically things to do. You know, if we could get half a million people out in the streets, you can bet your ass that we'd have segregated schools at the end of the year. Uh, this thing just uh, oh, this, absolutely. This afraid, and it will make concessions to co-opt any type of uh, uh, rebellion, for lack of a better term. Yeah, if yeah, we could get, if we could get right boots on the we ground. Don't stick together. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we need well, boots on the ground and knives and, yeah. Look at look at Hezbollah. Look at the insurgency in Iraq. I mean, I don't have to say everything here. Yeah. If we well, can... what's what's got to happen though is a lot of it. It's just the same thing that happened in Germany when uh, Hitler was coming to power. Is that people have to actually decide that they're going to to let their organization fold into another organization, right? You can't have you can't have, you don't have five gladiators, you know, that are all uh, you know with uh, whatever Hitler said that that all had broken legs. You know, arm, lo- arms locked together marching as if they're some one great gladiator. They're not. So you can't have all these different groups out there uh, basically, you know, bad-mouthing each other and but fighting each other. Uh, that, that's not going to work. We need one strong organization eventually if we're ever going to win. Yeah, I mean, it's that's we need some type of political orthodoxy. We need leadership. And I, I go back to the media. The media uh, does its best to marginalize us. Uh, to the extent to where the the people that do end up becoming white nationalists uh, tend to, you know, have kind of a special uh, demographic about them. For <laughs> you know, I mean, they they tend to really not give a damn what others think. They're political radicals, uh, for better or worse. They're uh, we f- we we found that we found that in we found that in Europe where. Um, uh, in the 70s, when, uh, example, in Britain, the National Front was uh, Britain's third largest party. We reached up thousands of people on the street to march into immigrant areas to reclaim our, uh, our streets back from these Asian filth. Um, but what happened was, in 1979, when Margaret Thatcher stole our clothes and, and had her swamping speech, uh, the uh, special branch infiltrators into the National Front were able to split the party uh, because the party did have some democratic uh, roots within the party and that fractured the party, destroyed the party. So when the BNP was formed in 82, uh, we changed all that and uh, for want of a better word, we had the leadership principle installed and the party has been alive now 30 years and has never had a major split. So, Mr. Hawthorne, you're saying the right-wing Margaret Thatcher was the one to make a big move against the British nationalists? Yeah. Right-wingers? That's she was, that yeah. That make sense. Yeah, well, she, <laughs> uh, I, I said before... <laughs> that simply doesn't make sense. Why would well, she go well, after her white wing? She, ring she was a false friend. False friend, well, yeah. She yeah. took well, out no, the, the air from... She took right out the, the air from the National Front. Of course. She did, yeah. Course, uh, as we say over not. here... As we see over here, she uh, she pulled the rug from us totally. What what, what uh, Theseus uh, James explained this to me uh, uh, actually in in another Free Talk Live uh, 
what had happened was is the National Front uh, under Tyndall was really making progress in the late 70s. And uh, basically uh, the, uh, on, on the issues white nationalists are known for, and then uh, here came Margaret Thatcher from the established Tory party and basically uh, co-opted uh, the white nationalist positions or national socialists, what we like to use here, and, uh, and then uh, got elected because, you know, she's from the big party and, uh, and of course, proceeded to go in the opposite direction uh, right. from, you know, what she ran on. And right. it'll oh, co-opt yeah. you and scare you back off the road. I mean, that's that's why I keep going back to the media so very reliably because that's the media that allows them to do that when they get on there and say, uh, you know, when they when they start taking this faux nationalist stance and saying, well, Margaret Thatcher is going to, you know, she's really going to get in there and do that. She's more of a reliable politician for doing. You know, don't vote for these British nationalist kooks. You know, Margaret Thatcher will get all this stuff done, and she has a more uh, a, a better appeal and gosh, I mean, you could put a bumper sticker on your car that says Thatcher. You don't, you don't want to be a racist hater. And, and you, do know, you know what happens? Every type of identification with a BNP, and they'll steer you right back off of the road. Do you know? And do you know what happened when uh, Margaret Thatcher did her swamping speech? Uh, the rug was pulled under the third largest party, nationalist party in Great Britain, the National Front. Uh, the Conservative Party came to power under that swamping speech. And yeah. guess what? More immigrants were allowed into Britain ever under Margaret Oh, they always Thatcher. do that. They always do that. Look what look what conservative Nixon did. Look what conservative Reagan did. Uh, I mean, the reason we're talking about this is the second amnesty. Well, who did the first one? Well, good old Reagan. Yeah, Americans. A lot of Americans don't understand what a what a rat Thatcher is. Evil woman. Yeah, and and you know because we we so many so even white nationalists who come out of the conservative and I'm not pointing to you, uh, Theseus, but I didn't really understand what a rat these, uh, what, what a rat uh, um, Thatcher was uh, until uh, you know James explained it to me. Uh, but uh, I, I didn't understand this whole National Front phenomenon and and uh, and Tyndall. I didn't understand you know the, what that movement was all about. Well, and it's safe to say if they're a politician in the in the 20th or 21st century, they sold out eagerly to the Jews. So even uh, if you think you like somebody, or if you think somebody really, uh, somebody really uh, okay, uh, you, okay, let's, let's, let's take a break here, Mark and Callie. You have to turn, you have to turn off, off your, your feed, feed right now. Right now. I need to do what? Turn, turn off, off your, your feed. feed. Turn off the the radio. I think it's off. Okay, it's off now. Okay, on. okay. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, no, but I mean, you know, Thatcher's been vetted by Jews. So even if you think you like her, you really have to rethink that, don't you? I mean, we I'm have the to same way. I mean, I love yeah, we have, yeah, we have to put across to people, Theseus, and everyone who's listened to the program, that the Republican Party, even though they, they come across as espousing these, these views about, uh, you know, changing and, and stopping stuff, and they're not, they're a bunch of liars. Just like oh, the yeah, Democratic Party. And just like... All, all, all the mainstream parties are are liars, uh, utter liars. And this thing about I, I just recently saw the Congress pass this uh, thing about to build a fence along the Mexican and Canadian border. I right. would urge all American national socialists and white nationalists to watch this because I think this is a freaking con. Of course, I it truly is. believe this is a con. 
Well, how can you not? I mean, what what on what basis could you say anything other than it's a hundred percent con? On what basis could you say, you know, one percent of me says that I think they might just do this. We have no excuse for for uh, coming up with that analysis. I mean, uh, that's my opinion. You you'd have to laugh at somebody that that that, that there was even a chance that this thing would go through the way. Uh, it's being said. It's, it's not going to go through. It's not. But the Republican Party, but the but the Republican Party, but the Republican Party right now will push forward this thing. Yeah, as the Conservatives did in Britain '79. Yeah, we're getting tough. We're, we're getting tough on immigration. Yeah. Look, we're building these walls, these fences. It's a lie. Oh yeah, they're going to do a whole song and dance. It'll be a yeah. three-ring circus on the border yeah. to the extent that they believe that they need. To. But that's what we need to keep hammering into our people, and what I do every day in my classes is that, you know, you Democrats and you Republicans, you know, it doesn't matter what else you disagree on. Uh, you you have to acknowledge at least that these these parties don't have any significant differences in them on anything that actually matters. They They'll don't. bitch and whine about uh, about Vietnam War medals, for instance, in the United States in the 2004 election, uh, for crying out loud. But, you know, what, look, 50% of the people were against the war at that point. Why weren't 50% of the candidates? You know, I, I repeat that to my classmates. Why weren't 50% of the why Why don't the candidates, uh, you know, they only disagreed on how many troops. And we the, need uh, to keep... The one we need that to, was we, ostensibly softer we, on the war wanted more troops. What we need to there? we need to keep pushing forward this argument to all our people, and all our broadcasts and in the forums and everywhere we yeah. go on the internet, and even out with our people out in the streets saying, "Listen, there's no difference. No matter what country you, in the white lands that we, we are in, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. America, or Europe." That and that's good for all audiences. The parties come these up two, to the most leftist or the establishment parties are not our friend, and we need to communicate to our white Aryan people that the establishment parties are no friends of our people, and they need to be exercised out of the political spectrum as soon as possible. And the you only can way talk that to that can everyone happen, about that. Only way that that can happen is through us communicating and politically organizing to to make change happen. Yeah. Okay. This is a yeah. this is a, a kind of a logical break here. I want to introduce Mark in California, who just added. He just came on to the conference, and uh, so this uh, I think we this, that was a very excellent thread of conversation about politics, by the way. But uh, welcome to the broadcast, Mark. Hey, how are you guys doing? Fine. What's on your mind? Hey, Mark. Uh, you know what's frustrating is I hear you guys talking about all the the blacks and the Mexicans and all that shit. And bottom line is that we, as a white race, have been the extermination has started back to about sixty years ago. So uh, if you look at what's going on now, especially Probably yesterday, um, what happened yesterday? Well, with it with North Korea and 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 setting up that bomb, I mean, uh, it's pretty evident that we we sold them the technology to do that. So, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's you're wrong. It's no. <laughs> I'm just no, kidding. What, why why would you? Who, who do you think, <laughs> think sold them the technology? I, I know that. Uh, I know that we sold Pakistan and perhaps India the technology. Although I'm not sure about India. Well, we built that bomb. 
Well, we, <laughs> Rumsville, all you have to do is look back into 2002. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. We, yeah, we, we built the Swedish what company. they have. It, it won't, well, it, it's actually, if you look it up directly, uh, oh. Rumsfeld and his well, cronies. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Yeah, and his cronies actually sat down, uh, devised a way, and, and they were really low about it in terms of laying low about it, uh, built the nuclear reactors. And then the, you're right about him saying that the, the guy from Pakistan uh, AQ showed them. Con. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was, it was a uh, South African Jew. Carney, K-A-R-N-I, I believe, and I'll look that up here in just a second, uh, double-check on that, but uh, yeah, Carney, K-A-R-N-I, uh, was a South African Jew, and he sold the uh, some very uh, high-tech electronic parts that were the sparking mechanisms for uh, Pakistan's or AQCon laboratories, and that's who was spreading this stuff all around the place. Wait, wait a minute, you, you mean there are Jews in South Africa? <laughs> 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 Sorry, yeah. I'm being, I'm getting a little bit off. <laughs> you're, being, you're being hey, facetious. Jeff. Yeah. Hey Jeff, is yeah. there a flu anywhere on the planet? Yeah. Yeah, you, you'll find them. You know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, who's safe from the Jews? You know, yeah. the beer, the 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 beers, diamond franchise, right? That's you mean the beers is Jewish? No. No. <laughs> and of course, you know, what are what is North Korea? Aren't they communists? Yeah. And where did communism come from? Yeah. Oh, I guess it came from the Arabs. No, I, you know this is something Mark and Kelly. I, I I do have to say I I I am. Uh, I mean I know I know that probably North Korea got uh, their technology from Pakistan, but I you know I don't I don't. You know, funny thing is I don't really see North Korea as a threat. Am I am I the only party. one on this broadcast that feels that way? Well, Asher Carney, by the way, is that name. A-S-H-E-R-K-A-R-N-I, if you, anyone wants to Google that. Sorry. I mean, is it, it, it's, does it's it... not an issue of a threat. Okay. The issue is they're trying to manipulate the society or whatever, or the populace, the United States, of right now. This just happened, and now they're going to throw the fucking card out there going over the over the guy that was sucking some kid's dick. Uh, what was his name, Foley or whatever? You mean this is going to yeah. be like a Gulf of Tonkin type thing? Oh, absolutely. Okay. If you can't see it, I mean, I mean, now I'm not saying you. I'm no. Just saying if I don't really. Masses <laughs> can't see that. I mean, I think we're trying like, to use them as a counterbalance to China, quite honestly. But uh, I think we have an anti-life policy all over the world, and that includes Asia. And that that means that we arm two sides and have them go at each other. It's good for the economy. Yeah, the stupid thing that I heard on the news today is some talk radio show guy saying, uh, oh, we think the plan that the Republicans have now, you know, Bush and everybody, to deal with Korea is to put a blockade around North Korea. And I was like, wait a minute, guys. Isn't that the same fucking thing you did around Japan? Isn't that an act of war to blockade somebody? Isn't that why they hit us back at Pearl Harbor? Because they were blockaded? Oh, all right, good idea. Let's blockade North Korea. That's a good idea. And we did it with Germany twice. Yeah, well, actually, that's not the only reason they hit us in Pearl Harbor. There was an eight-point plan there; it was very detailed, and FDR did all of, did every eight points. But if you look at what, what he just said, though, the, the trying to blockade them—if you look at a map, South Korea is right below them, China's to the left of them, and there's very little Russia's to, to the north. Yeah, well, China and Russia. Yeah, it, it's like, what are you going to blockade? Japan? I don't know. Yeah, they're talking the about the good news. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's right. I mean, they're just talking the stupidity about blockades and about yeah. uh, sanctions, you know, trading sanctions to keep this out. They're, they're just stupid. I mean, it's None so obvious Yeah, that they're just so crazy and idiotic about what the world situation is and why things are happening, that they're going to say stupid things like that. It, it's yeah, to distract us from uh, Iraq, obviously, and, and uh, what's going on in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Iran right now, and Israel. Let, let me ask you guys a question. Sorry to interrupt, but do you not see our major political figures as being magicians, where they do the uh, side of hand kind of a thing, look over here and you know, this what's really happening is over here. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, they'll they'll make a big motion with one hand while uh, picking your pocket with the other. I mean, that's that's what they do. That that's that's why, and the media is complicit in it. That's why the modern these modern times are are increasingly dangerous, is because the media, uh, they believe, or the Jewish media, their align their uh, interests align with that, and they. Go along with it, and they propagate that message. You know, we have to. Uh, I always put this on the forums, and everyone I talk to, and all, and all all my programs I do, I always stress: never use the term media. Always use the term Jewish media, all the time, because that's <laughs> what it is. It's not the media; it's the it's a Jewish media, a Jewish cabal who's lording it over our people. Well, James, uh, I, I agree, buddy, but in, in some ways I believe that's redundant, kind of like saying uh, yellow school bus. doesn't uh, matter. Off well, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's only redundant to us who, who can see, right? It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. redundant we're, we're to, to new people. idiots out there okay. who, yeah, who, who uh, come across our site and don't understand why we're even saying that. You know? Right. But and again, but that, that whole thing with the North Korea and all that, it's the same thing, like you said, the, the sleight of hand on magicians. It's all right. It's like, all right, the Muslims hate us because of our freedom and all that. It's the same thing. They're they're just trying to distract us and, and, and confuse us about who the real problem is, and we know the real problem is the fucking Jews. Well, they hate our freedom to go over there and bomb them at will for Jews. That's what that's the freedom that they hate. Well, d doesn't it look like... Doesn't it look like why, why, I know, oh. can I interrupt there? Why Please. didn't they uh, bomb the? Why didn't they fly their planes into uh, uh, some building in Sweden because of their freedom? Right. <laughs> There's plenty of freedom over there. Actually, There's a lot more freedom. <laughs> well, it's just a lot more political hay to be made. <laughs> you know, if Swedish, uh, if the Swedes had a military the size of the United States, the Jews would have flown uh, buildings. Or the air, airplanes into their buildings, but no, it's the United States with uh, we got the big guns and we've got the uh, Shabazz Goy of uh, that's right. a billion man army that's ready to go out and kick ass for Israel. That's why they flew planes. That's into right, buildings. and the, and the whole reason for that is why is because at the end of World War II, the United States was the only world power standing. UK was fucking you know depleted and had to give up all of its kingdom and, uh, and all of its colonies. So we ended we up being the only superpower left. Yeah, we acted to hasten that as well. Absolutely. Uh, the United States, or I don't, I don't like to say we to say the United States anymore, but the uh, the United States acted to uh, hasten along the collapse of uh, the British Empire, whereas we could have uh, acted as white people and uh, arranged that in a more orderly fashion. We we for business deals we came in and swept up. Uh, behind the Brits and uh, agitated 
especially in Southwest Asia and places like that, uh, we, we, we agitated the natives in order to get our goals, uh, which were oil contracts and things like that with Iran and the Saudis. Okay. And that's been happening since the 30s. I need to take a break here at the at the top of the hour and write this uh, hour to disc. We, we've been actually a little bit late because uh, we're, we're, we started early uh, last hour. But, uh, but before I, uh, everyone stay on the line, uh, and we and we do have. We, Sorry about that. Yeah, that's kind hey, of. Hey, was that a good was that a good German Shepherd? No, uh, yeah, I've got a radiator Shepherd. I think we got some niggers in the neighborhood. <laughs> Stick them. That's the same dog. Though. Now, everyone, stay online. Uh, but um, uh, your microphones will be alive. And we're going to take about a five-minute break, and we'll come back. What I want to ask after the, when we get back to the break is, uh, uh, don't answer it now, but doesn't it look like things are kind of unraveling with uh, Venezuela and Iran and, and North Korea? But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get, when we get back. Uh, let me play a song right now. Here we go. By five minutes, probably. Vanguard Radio, waking you up. 